If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We're back. We're back. Um, first time tuning in the show. I appreciate you. Most of you are longtime grizzled veterans at this point, so you already know the deal. I'm Dale. This is a MMA betting show, unlike any other MMA betting show. Um, and that's not like it's not hyperbole. That's not me trying to sell you something. Uh, th- this is for. This is for the, this is, this, I can't even describe the people that listen to this show, right? It's, it's a, uh, you've got to, you have to have a certain understanding of self, certain understanding of the universe, certain understanding of, of what you want. And then you also have to realize that you don't know anything, right? Like if I was any good at this at all, right? I, I was telling somebody this today, if I was any good at this at all, I wouldn't have a day job, but I'm passionate we see, we fire. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. But what we do is we like to grow, we like to expand, we like to explore. And here we are, right? So if you're here um, and you stumbled upon this, it's for a reason. And maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. So uh, if you don't, that's fine. But if you do, feel free to like, subscribe, share, hit that review. Most of you that are in here, if you've ever tuned into a live show, uh, you intrepid few, right? Like I am... um, what, who, who am I? The, who's the guy that got locked in the ice? Jake, who's, who's the guy that was the explorer that the, the ship got stuck in the ice? Oh gosh. It's not Scott Fitzgerald. Cause he wrote the great Gatsby. It's somebody, man. It's somebody I, I I'm, I'm already falling apart. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go through the chat guy who loves beer says party time. Absolutely. Good evening. Yes, sir. Nickel says I'm grizzled. They get no more grizzled than Mr. Nichols. Um, Boston Bruce Brett says, woof, almost missed this, but you didn't, you almost, but you did not, uh, fresh cut. Yes, I did get the fresh cut. Adam says, what's up, Adam, what's up? Boston Bruce Brett's bet says face orange, raised eyebrow, face green, smiling face, orange, frowning <laughs> people who listen to this show. <laughs> yes. The Edmund Fitzgerald, well, the Edmund Fitzgerald was the, was the ship. It's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is the is the song you're thinking of. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald uh, is the guy who wrote Great, Scat- Great Gatsby, I believe. And um, Shia LaBeouf's grandpa in Transformers says producer Jake. Yeah, it was, it was somebody like that. I'm very upset that I can't remember who this guy's name is. But anyway, all that to say, um, you're trapped in the ice with me for at least the next hour. So I appreciate you. Um, we will go into some uncharted territories, no doubt. Um, and we have been there for a while now. So as you can see behind me, my cluster of books and various papers and accoutrement are, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty out of sorts, mostly because, uh, I just got rid of a bunch of books. You guys know, you know, I like to read, but there's a lot of stuff that just wasn't making the just that wasn't making the cut anymore. So had to get it out. And then uh, we got some new stuff coming in. And then 
you know, we're just we we move. Ernest Shackleton, thank you, producer Jake. Thank you, Ernest Shackleton. I don't know where I was getting Fitzgerald from. I think it was Adam. He was messing me up. And then I was thinking Edmund Fitzgerald, which Nichols brought up. And here we are. I'm off topic already. So, um, yeah, so we had some old stuff going out. We had some new stuff coming in. And uh, I just finished, those of you that do read, I know there's not a lot of you out there, but I'll say it anyway. I just finished The Passenger, uh, Cormac McCarthy's new novel. He released two. It was The Passenger and Stella Maris. Uh, Stella Maris I have not gotten through yet, but I just finished The Passenger, which I highly recommend. Um, those of you who remember from a couple shows ago, I read a passage from Blood Meridian, which is not up for argument the greatest American novel written ever. Okay. Um, we should talk about fights. So we had fights this last weekend. Uh, our boy Jim A. 10 Miller lost to Alex Hernandez. Frog Dog lost. Uh, valiant effort, all the same. What makes me happy, uh, much like we do whenever we celebrate musicians after they die or you know artists in their time, we like to celebrate them more after they're dead. Uh, people seem to be giving Jim Miller his due for once, which... Uh, We'll go ahead and anybody listens to the show. We're claiming hipster status here. We knew about Jim Miller long before anybody else, right? Long before anybody else, we've been on the A10, A10 train. Infantry, infantryman's best friend, Jim A10 Miller. We've been all over it, man. We've been all over him. Now he goes out there and he fights a young stallion and Alexander Hernandez. The difference is that Alex did more damage, right? The eye, the eye poke, the eye poke led to the eye damage and it just slowed Jim down, slowed Jim down. He almost got us there. He almost got him with the rear naked choke at the end. That was, that was nice. Had Alex hurt a couple different times. Alex is still a perennial fade. I, I will never, I will never lay money on Alexander Hernandez. Every punch seems to hurt him. Every punch seems to make his left eye swell up. Um, I just will not bet him ever. Um, Hernandez at 155 actually had cardio for once. He did. I will agree with that. And it was because it allowed, you know what it was? It was because Jim didn't push the pace on him. He didn't make him work cerebrally, cerebrally. He did not make him, he didn't make the brain work. He didn't make him panic at all. Um, Alex always, you know, fires all the thrusters and blows the nose as soon as he has to, he panics or he thinks he gets somebody hurt. And he was able to stay calm, cool, and collected. That a lot of that has to do with working with Mark Montoyo and those guys at Factory X. And all he's getting lots of good rounds and he's it's finally starting to click. But he's still he's still a forever fade. He's still for who who are you gonna put him up against next at 155 or even 145 that you're immediately gonna go, yep, Alexander Hernandez should be the favorite there. Minus 180. I love that spot. There's nobody. There's nobody. He's 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 a forever fade. Um William Knight Marcin Pracniao was a thrown fight. Uh that was a thrown fight. I I I I've had this conversation with several different people over the course of the last few days, and you can't tell me that. Here's where the line was weird, right? And shame on me. I should have I should have recognized something was going to be off. Under two and a half. Under two and a half in a William Knight marching Pracneal fight. Pracneal, karate practitioner with no chin. William Knight, muscle-bound, um, inflatable balloon boy toy. 
Um, coming up from heavyweight down to 205, absolutely not an ounce of body fat on him other than his nipples. Under two and a half was minus 135. I mean, it's it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. And they fought like they fought like there was a meeting backstage that said, look, this fight goes to decision. Make it look good, but this fight goes to decision. And somehow through the broken translation of that to Polish, Prakniel still decided he was going to go close to 100%. And William Knight, being too dumb to be a good actor, uh, didn't understand that. So Prakniel just continued to pepper him in the leg, and White just pulled his best Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou impression. And he looked visibly confused, not mad, but confused, every time Prakniel threw a head strike or a strike at his head with heat on it, in particular kicks. He was looking at him like, "What? Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to knock me out? Like this is we're supposed to go to decision." And he's like, "What? Why are you trying to hit me? Why are you doing that?" He was content to let him beat up the legs. Did not land a single strike to the face of Prakniel. It was one of the most bizarre performances I've ever seen, and I'm. It was so bizarre. I am not convinced in my brain. And this is and this is just me taking the tinfoil off and just setting it aside for a second. Just going. You can't. I'm, I'm not really convinced in my brain that that wasn't a thrown fight. That that seems very. That seems very suspicious. That seems like eating a cookie that James Krause made. Like there's something very wrong with this, right? You know, that's it's like a drink. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, it's yeah. It's it's there's something off. There was something off with that. So uh, very weird. And then main event, Aaron Blanchfield versus Jessica Andrade, right? Um, Aaron Blanchfield is, is is so good. Like, she's so good. And I, I think we all know that. Um, I, we all just got to take a, a step back, though, and admit Jessica Andrade came in on, like, 11 days notice. Like, it, 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 I get it. I get it. You know, maybe the fundamental things with the wrestling and the submission and the and the pressure and all that stuff wouldn't have mattered even with the full camp. But let's not let let's just let's give at least Jessica Andrade a little bit of credit here that she stepped in on very short notice. Uh, and Blanchfield coming in off full camp did exactly what somebody with a full camp versus somebody on no camp. That's what she, you should do. You should be able to outpace them. You should be your timing should be better. Um, you know, your setup should be better. Your 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 transition should be cleaner, and all of those things were. And she got the W. And chances are, she's one shot, if not next in line for a title shot. And good, good for her. Good for her. Um, I don't know that I would. I was personally on the Santos side going into that fight when I thought, you know, when it was originally Santos versus Blanchfield. Um, just based on the fact that I just don't necessarily know that the hands are there yet, although she did look fairly competent against Andrade. But again, Andrade, not the best litmus test, litmus test because outside of power, she's a little bit of a rock'em, sock'em, little juggernaut, little, you know, little little gay juggernaut. Um, yeah, I don't – that's not really who you want, you know what I mean? And he, the other thing, too, is Andrade said she – secured a new fight contract. Um, 
a con- contract extension and was, is making three times the amount that she was making prior. So you step in on 11 days notice, secure the biggest payday you've ever had. You get a little squeezy on your throat and you go back to making OnlyFans content until you inevitably get to fight someone, you know, like, um, I don't know. Caitlin Chukagian or something like that again. I don't I don't know who you have her fight now. I mean, you can't we ever punch Chukagian in the stomach again. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with her. Um, but Blanchfield, she's probably a fight away, if not next up for the title, and good on her. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what goes on. I I, I Valentina Shevchenko's got to get past Alexa Grasso first. And before we even before before people start ringing the holy no, don't you dare say it alarm. I'm just going to say this. I told you guys Yair Rodriguez was going to win after Brandon Moreno won because they just opened up the UFC UFC PI uh, in Mexico City. And there's a huge push for Mexican fighters right now. Now, the three Nigerian kings, as they called themselves, right? The three kings, Wakanda forever. They're all gone. That's that's it. Those belts are disappeared. You know, Izzy's gone. U- Usman's belt's gone, and Francis is no longer in the promotion. Right. Um, so Black Panther three cool has been canceled. That said, there's going to be another three headed Cerberus that arises, and we've already got two Mexican champions. You got Henry Cejudo getting ready to fight uh, Aljamain Sterling coming up in May. And then you've got Alexa Grasso getting ready to fight Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, one of them's going to win. And we're looking at three Mexican champions. I mean, depend on where you're at here. You think Henry Cejudo is going to come back after three plus years off and beat Aljo? Maybe. Maybe if Aljo's the fraud that some of us think he is. Uh, Or is Alexa Grasso, you know, I mean, has Valentina just, you know, she's just been, she'd been on, fucking cruise control she's been freaking cruising for the better part of a decade now outside of amanda nunez fights santos kind of took her to some deep waters there but i mean does grasso come back now that there's come in there now that there's a maybe there's a little a little fissure of doubt that's you know widening in valentina's head doubtful but one one of these Mexicans is winning. We're having three Mexican champs, if not four Mexican champs, as the UFC goes to expand into the Mexican market, and that U, the UFC will expand into the Mexican market because Canada is dead. Canada's dead, right? So for the longest time, it was the it was it was America, Brazil, and they would do Canadian shows, right? And it was like, oh, Canada, this and can't amazing Canada. Well, guess what? COVID killed Canada. Dana's not taking the show to it, it's not going there anymore. It's it's a wrap. They might they they might do a show there, but that that's it's killing it. The Canadian market, you're not selling out the arenas anymore up there. There's no Canadian stars, there's no influx of Canadian talent coming in. We got Mark DeCasey. Come on. You know, Tristan Connolly. What are you selling there, right? And now the Apex kills every mediocre card. So anything that would have been in Manitoba or Ottawa or Saskatchewan or Montreal, right? All these all these mid-market venues. Nah, man, they just put them in the Apex. It's cheaper now. We'll tune in. So they just put them there. So Canada's dead. However, Mexico, still wild and crazy as it's ever been, man. So we're back. We're back. Um, 
So, yeah, Adam says, yeah. Breaks my heart that they won't come back here anytime soon. I was really hoping Jordan would be the next Canadian guy. Yeah, I mean, he just – I think mentally there's too many lapses there, man. There's too many lapses. And the division he's in right now is just straight killers, just straight killers. And you see the UFC drop William Knight? I did. I did. He gone. He gone. I honestly thought he'd be cut for the end of the night. I thought it'd be one of those weird things where Dana would get on Instagram and be like, he's gone, you know? Um, so uh, addicted to combat, a.k.a. Patrick, my man. Uh, says good evening, my friend. Good evening to you, good sir. Patrick will be on. No, scratch that. I will be on Patrick's show for UFC 285, UFC 286. Patrick will be here. Yes. Okay. So, um, I love it. I love it. Hey, man. That's. I mean, yo. That's <laughs> agree. I agree. But hey, that's you know. That's maple syrup and all that kind of stuff, man. You guys do what you need to do up there. I don't know. I can't. I, I, it's I, we have. It's not better here. It's not better here. I'll say that. It's definitely not better here. We, you know, we we got this paraplegic cucumber shuffling about in his lizard suit, acting like that's a real person. It's definitely not. All right, first fight of the night. Two Canadians. It's like we just trans. This is beautiful. Nobody on earth transitions the way we transition here. Nobody on earth transitions the way we transition. Double Canadian fight coming up. Mike Malott, eight and one, taking on Johan Leoness at nine and one. Bunch of Canadians getting getting ready for a Donnie Brook. Mike Malott at minus 210. Johan Leoness at plus 180. Overrun rounds at one and a half. I think this is a Mike Malott spot. Rhyming intentional. This is a Malott spot. Malott inside the distance, even. My man, Johan. Uh, Johan. Johan, whatever you want to call it. Uh, despite having a name, like a character in a Jean-Claude Van Damme film, um, and he kind of looks apart too with the tattoos and the shaved head and all that kind of stuff. He looks like he looks like a created fighter from like UFC 2 on Xbox. Uh, but the skill set's rudimentary, right? He hasn't unlocked all the other stuff yet. Mike Malott's got a got a decent, uh, you know, everything about everything about him is good, if not better than Johan Johan and I think he gets it done here I um you know inside the distance um it, it is viable as well over on rounds is at one and a half I don't know if I want to get trapped into that seven and a half minutes I don't know if I love that uh under two and a half is at a minus 180 and I kind of just I feel really comfortable there that's more of like the that's more of the stream I want to swim in right um is that minus 180 spot on the under two and a half. Just in case, you know, Lioness comes out there and he just, I don't know, man, freaking uh, Damon Jackson's a Pat Sabatelli kind of situation here. You know what I mean? Just looks like for all intents and purposes, things should be going swimmingly. And then we get a knockout that we never saw coming. So I'll swim in the waters of the minus 180 of the under two and a half Malat. Versus Leoness. The return of Tatiana Suarez. Pre prepare yourself for this record. 8-0. Taking on Man Montana De La Rosa at 12-7-1. Only in women's MMA do you get records like this, man. I love 12-7-1. Um, Tatiana Suarez, minus 800. Montana De La Rosa, plus 550. Over and around is at 2.5. I'm going to bet. Listen. We got to talk about science. Hold on a second. 
We got to talk about science, plus 550. Tatiana Suarez, four years ago, deserved to be in the minus 800 club. She deserved to be in the minus 800 club. I'm willing to bet, maybe not you, intrepid few here on the live stream, um, those of you who download worldwide, 33 countries, 33 countries, um, maybe not you, but most of these cats that you're going to see, these internet cappers, right? These internet cappers, in particular, in particular, there's a couple new ones out there. These milk toast oatmeal, just vanilla oatmeal, cream of wheat take having just, oh, I hope both gentlemen put forth a great effort and we're going to have so much fun wagering on fisticuffs. These guys, they don't even know who Tatiana Suarez is. They just got into this, and you can have them fake the funk on a nasty dunk all they want, talking about, oh, the analytics say that with a 33% takedown accuracy paired to a 27% takedown defense, it's an implied probability of takedown success of 81%. I don't care about any of that. You're a moron. You have no idea what you're talking about, and you've never seen her fight before. You've never seen her fight before. She also has not fought. In a lifetime, in a lifetime, I've got kids that are like in school that have been born since the last time Tatiana Suarez won a fist fight. And you're going to be like, oh, she's minus 800. Now, is Montana De La Rosa tailor made for her to win coming back? Of course. Oh, of course she is. They're, they want to build the Tatiana Suarez train because she was so dominant. Right? You hear, she's a female Khabib. She's a female Khabib. All of these things for all intents and purposes are true. More like a female Cain Velasquez, but it doesn't matter. Um, she was amazing. A mauler. Um, a, a really what appeared to be somewhat potential. Potential. Again, we're just, it's all potential here generational talent wrestling cardio striking submissions pressure just she had it all but she can't stay healthy and her neck is made out of fiberglass right you hit her and an asbestos falls out like she just she's her body don't like her at all which again leads more so into the cane analogy than anything else um montana de la rosa does not have good striking right um and her submission game is, you know, club level. Her wrestling and takedown defense, not so much. You know, she usually gets powered up against the cage. She tries to lift that inside leg, to, you know, to keep balance. And she usually just gets swept and dropped on her butt. Suarez will wrap the body up. She'll either Dagestani handcuff her or she'll, you know, allow Montana to try to post and rotate climb back up and then she'll hop on her back we're looking at a rear naked choke tatiana suarez most likely montana de la rosa can beat tatiana suarez on her worst day on tatiana's worst day she can right so the whole she couldn't beat her on her worst day no that's not true here montana can beat tatiana suarez on her worst day and she hasn't fought in four years so maybe her worst day will be on saturday 
Minus 800, you cannot put her in a parlay. Ownership-wise, she'll be through the roof on DraftKings. You can't play her there. Under two and a half is what you have to look at here. It's it's really kind of it, right? Like maybe she just looks so bad after being gone for so long that De La Rosa catches her in some bullshit. Um, under two and a half is at minus or plus 125. Fight doesn't go to decision plus 100. So you can just go ahead and buy yourself two and a half more minutes. I mean, Suarez by mauling is possible. I really think she chokes her out, though. I think we get her, like I said, I think she grabs that she wraps her on the hips. I think she drags her down. I think she gets one hook, then she gets two, and she slowly works it in. And we're going rear naked choke near the end of round one, uh, middle of round two. Personal, personal thoughts there. Uh, but Montana De La Rosa will absolutely get a sprinkle. She's going to get a sprinkle on that money line. You're not going to give me plus five in women and have me not sprinkle. I have to. I have to. Uh, Tatiana Suarez by submission plus 275. Worth your consideration. Worth your consideration. Um, Augusto Sakai at 15, 5, and 1, taking on Dontel Mays at 9 and 4. We're getting Sakai here. At a minus 135 against Dontel Mays. And Mays come back at a plus 115. Over and around is one and a half. And this is this is where I get I get the voices, right? I get the voices talking into my head going, something wrong here. What don't I see? Because I know Dontel Mays, even though producer Jake put Mayers, um, but it's Dontel Mays, and that's fine. Uh, I see Dontel Mays and I go, this guy's awful. Like he's bad. He's real, real bad. And Augusto Sakai has got good strength of schedule. He doesn't have a great skill set. He's basically like, he's basically like a, a great value Bigfoot Silva back when Bigfoot Silva was good. They both have those giant freaking Easter Island heads, some sort of weird pituitary gland shit going on with the size of their heads. <clears throat> Body super soft, very strange. Uh, genetic makeup on these guys, but all the same, uh, big lumbering lunchbox fists feels like feels like minus one thirty five is like a just back it up, back it in. Let me begin. I came to win. Battle me. That's a sin spot. You know what I mean? Like that's how do we not how do we not unload on Augusta Sakai here against Dante Mays? Dante Mays is terrible. Terrible. I, 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 oh, perfect. Okay. Patrick says, seems like a fair price on Sakai, but come on. I need plus money on him on a four KO loss streak. And I agree in that instance. Again, back to the bit, the poor man's Bigfoot Silver, right? He keeps getting knocked out. Sergey Spivak ground and pound is ground and pound the same as a KO. Tie to Ivasa. Tie to Ivasa could knock out a rhino. Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Come on, man. You know, Suriname, Surinamian kickboxing champion, bro. And then Alistair Overeem. Like, he's not losing the bums. <laughs> I mean, like, the dudes that are knocking him out should be able to knock him out, right? Like, they're they're guys that knock people out. Uh, and ground and pound TKO losses to a loss to Sergey Spivak is not the same as, like, stand and dance in the middle, tap your chin, and you fall asleep, right? It's not, it's not the same thing. Uh, other than that, his only loss was a split decision to Czech Congo. And here's a newsflash for you. Czech Congo's only ever beat anybody. 
by split decision. That's the only way Czech Congo can win a fight unless you're Pat Barry, uh, in which case he did the world favor by knocking out that pedophile. I said it. Um, any of Sakai's wins or losses would kill Maze. Agreed. Agreed. And that's MMA maths. That's two plus two. That's quick maths. And I think... I feel like we should, I feel like, I feel like if I don't like, you know, I just say the unit thing, to be honest with you, full disclosure, I don't give a hoot about units. You guys do the unit thing. You ask me to do the unit thing. It makes more palatable for you. So you understand how confident I am on things. This feels like if I put five units on it, it's going to hit so easily. I'm going to be pissed. I didn't go 10 units. You know, I feel like if I play this like a blue, like a blue tip shark play, I'm going to be super mad that I didn't megalodon it. You know what I mean? If I treat this, if I treat this like a capybara, I'm going to be upset that I didn't go Colombian anteater play on it, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I need here. I feel like Augusto Sakai, it's just not going to say lock, but I'm not not going to say that either. Feel like this is a spot. I feel like this is a gimme spot. Oh gosh, I may have just cursed it by saying gimme. I've been trying to dance with the words here so that way I don't. I don't know. I'm on Sakai money line. I just, I just don't tell Maze is so bad. He's so bad. He's so bad. Win over Josh. Josh, watch out. You know. Oh gosh, and Rocky Martinez. Oh geez, they're so bad, dude. They're so bad. Oh man. Um Bossman, I could use that lock after this last few weeks. Yeah, I could too. I could too. I rever- listen, I reversed sweep this last weekend. Reverse sweep. Well, that's only happened once in my whole life betting MMA, but I reversed sweep, reverse swept that bad boy. Yeah, man. It was like watching that scene in Fantasia in reverse. I was just Mickey Mouse with the broom. <laughs> water going everywhere dude that's exactly what was happening i was misery i lost every <laughs> everything it wasn't like a oh but at least you hit this no 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 i lost everything everything was lost so it's good it's good looking for a big bounce back big bounce back spot this week right yeah adapt and overcome is that right jake <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Um, we have a co-main event spot coming up here. And that co-main event, Andre Muniz taking on Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen at 20 and 5. Um, and my man Andre Muniz at 23 and 4. I feel like Muniz is gonna be um it's gonna be a popular play here. Minus two twenty-eight, Brennan Allen plus one ninety-three. I feel like Muniz is gonna show up in a lot of parlays real quick. Boston Bruce Brett says, so did I, and I missed your show last week. So it was just shit luck. <laughs> yes. I mean, I hate that you didn't cash your bets, man, but also I appreciate your Michael Jack Jackson sentiment. You are not alone. I appreciate that, man. I really do. Um so. I feel like Andre Muniz is going to be a popular play. I think we're going to see him all over parlays. Brendan Allen is one of those guys where, oh, my gosh, if he shows up to fight, he really looks like he has talent. But, boy, when it's not his night, it's really not his night. Um, 
most people are going to be on, I mean, Muniz by submission, right? Like nobody's like, he's going to knock out Brandon Allen. I don't think a lot of people are like that. Muniz by submission um, seems to be the, I mean, that seems to be the route here. Money line, okay. That's a lot of juice. If you're feeling juicy, if you want to pull out the Vitamix and get all juicy with it, you can. Brennan Allen with the ankle wraps. Oh, man, I hate those ankle wraps. Oh, any guy that fights with ankle wraps is like a MMA handicapper that does TikTok. It's just not to be trusted. Um, Let's see here. I don't. I don't particularly love this fight now. Is it a better co-main event than what we got last week? Yes. Yes. But under Muniz, and I'll take him by submission. Small little sprinkle on the submission prop. Me and everybody with a pulse, that's what they'll be playing. Uh, but Muniz by submission plus 125. Sure. Why not? Why not? He'll probably be in a two-person parlay. Probably go Muniz and Sakai. No, I don't want to overexpose on Sakai because it curses him. That's bad betting logic. I'll figure it out. All right. Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Span. Span at 21 and 7. Nikita Krylov at 29 and 9. Go against a Ukrainian fighter at your own freaking peril here. Minus 162 plus 142 coming back on Ryan Span. Listen, you want to go against a Ukrainian, you go against a Ukrainian. I will go ahead and say that, but, um, you know, the marionette puppet has pledged another couple hundred million dollars of my money to uh, aid in the rebuilding and restructuring of Ukraine. Jake, did you know, did you know, producer Jake, that now they're talking about using our tax dollars to help fund the pensions of Ukrainian state workers that are no longer working right now? So we are going to go, so we're going to help pay their pension. Like my, 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 I don't have a pension, but my tax dollars go there. So that's cool. Um, that being said, Nikita Krylov is going to personally deliver that. He's going to deliver that money. He's going to take it in a pallet. He's going to fly over there. He's going to jump out Dolph Lundgren style and the expendables <laughs> attached to the pallet. He's going to land right on Zelensky's front yard and drop it off. And be like, I got you big dog. Um, yeah, man, it's, I mean, it's, it's that's what's going to happen. I know I will full camp. Ryan Spann's mythical fighter, you know, mental health being there. Ryan Spann is a mythical fighter. I, I hear you. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. Um, but Nikita Krylov is that dude. Right. And what I love about Nikita Krylov, besides the fact that we look like we might be related is that I too know what it's like to be in your mid thirties, but look as though you've worked in a mine since you were seven, right? Like I've got so much extra facial tissue, like my, like at a certain point, right? Here's the thing. This is the thing. Here's the thing we got to talk about, Jake, is at a certain point in my life, I'm going to have to have like, so I don't know if you can see, let me get this. Wait, how to figure out how this works. If you see this eyebrow, it is like coming down over this eye. Like I've got so much meat right here that at like a certain point, I'm going to look like the guy from up where like my eyebrow is literally just going to eclipse my eye. And it's not because like my face is melting. I've got so much eyebrow meat from scar tissue and just having extra face meat 
Look, dude. I mean, look at it. It's freaking. That's halfway over it now, bro. It's unbelievable. So imagine, imagine when I'm like 60. It's literally I'm gonna be like a basset hound. I'm gonna have to like pull my shit up to look, <laughs> look at people, dude. They're like, I'm sorry, what? You know, most people are gonna have to pull out their cheaters so they can read the menu. They're like, Grandpa, can you see the menu? I can see it now. Yep, I can see it now. Like I'm gonna have to wear a headband like LeBron when I'm 60 just to pull my eyebrow, <laughs> my eyebrow flaps back. <laughs> and if you look at Nikita Krylov, he looks exactly the same. So uh, I get it, bro. I get it, and I know that you're fighting at about 73% vision. You can't see up very well, so you know shit that's above you. So luckily, him and Ryan Span are the same height, so he doesn't have to worry about looking up into him. Um, that being said, um, that being said. I think I think under two and a half is the play here. I, I, I both these guys have a penchant for violence, and I know we've been getting all these like you know last minute, uh, like later finishes and main events. But under two and a half is at minus two fifty. And before you're like, dude, that's so much juice. I get that it's a lot of juice, but I want you to approach this play, approach this play from a stock market perspective. Let's shoot for 20% return on investment here, right? Let like let's let's take ROI into account with this play. We have a, we have other plays we can try to get rich on, but this one, let's just go safe, right? So like put up the five to get the two and a half back. That's what we want here. Just get your ROI on this one, right? Because Ryan Span is dog shit. He's as the kids say, he's cheeks. He's cheeks. And Nikita Krylov is, um, he's got the power of narrative. 2023 is the year of narrative for the UFC. So Krylov's got the narrative and span is cheeks. Which, <laughs> I like that. From the span of his cheeks. Um, yeah, I, I, think we're, I think we're good here. Uh, under two and a half, minus 250 ROI style play. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, brief intermission here before we get to the prelims. Those of you that are here right now uh, continuing to watch, just want to shout you out, say thank you. Uh, got a little wine tonight. Got some water as well. Water and wine getting ready for the Lenten observation season. I want to give a shout out to all my, all my old world religion bros, all my old world bros. Uh, Catholic, Orthodox, all you guys, um, if you're Catholic, Ash Wednesday is tomorrow and thus starts your Lenten observation. If you're Orthodox, you've got till the 27th, so get your life together. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're chilling. Um, I will be giving up the internet as it is within, uh, within the constructs of what I can. I use the internet for work, um, but outside of that, I will be giving up internet for Lent. Uh, hold on, Jake's messaging me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the case. Um, I'll be giving up the internet for Lent. Uh, I had already committed to doing Patrick's show, Addicted to Combat. So I will honor that commitment. I'll log in, knock that bad boy out for uh, 286. He'll be here for that. I'll do his show 285. We'll do our show for 285, which is the day after Orthodox Lent starts. Um, so those will be knocked out. Uh, so that, that will exist. But other than that, you won't see me till Pashka, AKA, 
AKA Easter. Uh, so we'll be rolling out. Um, but we got time between then and now, and a couple more, you know, a couple more pieces of content will be there between now and then. But if you fall under that category, I wish you well. Um, and, you know, use this time wisely and understand what it's for. And if you're going to be fasting, uh, make sure you pray while fasting because fasting without prayer is demonic fasting because demons cannot eat and they cannot pray. So it is the same thing. Uh, so anyway, Dale's preaching again. I'm not preaching. I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know what's going on. All right. So they can't eat and they can't pray. So if you can't, if you don't eat and you don't pray, it's the same thing as what demons do. Don't do it. All right. Um, unrelated is soup going to do a March madness podcast. That's a great question. That's a, you know what? That's a great question. And I'll ask him that. Um, I don't know if he's going to or not. Um, I can, I, you know what? I'll do you one better Boston Bruce Bratz. I'll text them right now. Let me just look up grumpy douche on my phone real quick here and see what we got going on. Are you going to do a March madness pod pod? Um, the people want to know bad radio here, but we'll see what he says. We'll see what he says. He's not watching this. So I guarantee he's not answering live. Um, so my own brother won't watch my show guys. Um, but yeah, so here, I'll ask him. We'll see what he says. Okay. Uh, I doubt it. If I'm being honest with you, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, the people. That's Hey, man, you are the people. You are the people. I'm sorry. I'm going to put my knife down. I keep clicking it. Um, speaking of knife, if you check it out, I got the uh, Don't Get Caught shirt uh, by my man Andrew Edwards. Does the War Horse podcast. I put, put some of you guys on that before uh hopefully you listen to it if not check it out the war horse podcast uh it's put out by andrew edwards wrote a book called king of dogs fantastic book and uh great podcast by the way great podcast dude got so i know real this is the last off topic thing we're gonna get into the prelims he came across a juvenile golden eagle in the forest it was wounded and he was able to capture it wrapped it up in a towel blanket thing and was able to like pet it but like waiting for fish and wildlife to come get it a, a golden eagle like what what kind of omen what kind of like piece of a prophecy is that to be walking through the woods and come across a golden eagle and then help it like not a dead golden eagle not a golden eagle eagle feather right but you come across a golden eagle that is in need of help and you help it like you want to talk about, ooh, there's a side quest. There is something, dude, that's a, that's a, there is a, like, dude, there's, you, 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 like, the universe put that there, man. Something, like, God plucked that thing right there and was like, let's, let's, there's part of this. This is part of your story somehow. All right. Let's run through these prelims. Jo Jose, I almost went, Jose, freaking Aldo, man. Aldo forever screwed up the name, the way I say Jose. Right. Go out to these dudes working at the, you know, working at the houses around me and be like, yo, Jose. They're like, what? It's Jose Johnson, 15 and seven, Garrett Armfield, eight and three. Um, my man Saucy Picks MMA said earlier, I don't understand why MMA cappers always want to give life advice. People just want to know how you feel about Johnson versus Armfield. I'm be honest with you. If you want to know how I feel about this fight, I don't care about this fight at all, bro. 
I don't care about this fight at all. Garrett Armfield looked better than he should have against David Onama. And from what I understand, what everybody else said about, about Jose, Jose Johnson, he's supposedly really good. He's got good Muay Thai. He's really tall. He's got good ground game. He should get Armfield out of there. And he's at a dog. I won't bet people that I haven't seen fight before, but under two and a half, I can bet that because I've seen Armfield fight. And I, I hear jo Jose Johnson's really good. So I'll do that, right? We'll just do that. Okay. So under two and a half, the under two and a half on that fight. Let me close this bad daddy out. Yeah, what we got going on? Um, under two and a half, minus one eighty, bro. So there it is. That's what we're going with the with the with the Muniz play. So we're gonna do early leg of the parlay, late leg of the parlay. Get it rocking. All right. Last large chunk of the show. This breakdown right here. Haley Cowan, minus 125, taking on Eileen Perez, plus 105. Over and around is at two and a half. Could not get Haley on before this fight. And that's okay. To be honest with you, we're, we're small peanuts, and she's on a rocket ship headed to superstardom. Um, I, I, you know, conflict of interest aside, like when we had, um, like picking against Josh Emmett, having had him on the show before against Yaya Rodriguez. Um, me picking against Haley would be like me picking against Drew, and that's something that's just never going to happen. Um, I Dale, women's science, Eileen Perez, she's got submission threats, the twerking, the weird smush nose. She's like a more personable Betch Kahata. I'm I don't care. Uh, Haley, Haley is my girl. She's our girl. She's the people's girl. She's America's girl. She's apple pie. She's blue eyes. She's blonde hair. She's Texas. She shoots guns. She she did gymnastics at Baylor. She is the last remnant of the old world. I'll hold on to that. I'll hold on to that just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer, I'll hold on to it. So give me Haley Callum minus minus one twenty five for all the money, all the money, all that. I don't think she's gonna finish her. I think we probably get a decision here, but ground and pound possible. But Haley Callum by by decision, by decision. That's our people. We don't go against our people here. We all ride together. If you guys send me an anti Haley Callum slip, blocking you. For life. Cut off. Cut off. No, Aileen Perez. Get out of here. Get out of here. Unbelievable. She looks like she, she should be selling street food in Rio de Janeiro. It's Haley for life. Um, that's that that I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. So skill set aside, right? Skill set aside. I don't, and it's not there, there's no I'm not uh, Silly hype up aside. Uh, I don't know anybody, man or woman, that works as hard as Haley does. Like legitimately, she's in the gym, not only teaching, but training all. I mean, it's all she does. And she has lived and trained at an elite level for the better part of two decades now. It's all she's ever wanted to do. Like Olympic aspirations, then collegiate, all-American, Hall of Famer, 
and then going from that into a professional setting, an amateur, then professional, like she, and then she's just in the gym constantly, like as, as, as a, as a, as a snippet into the mindset, the craziness mindset of the fitness of this, of this athlete, she does stuff like fitness challenges on Instagram and then challenges George St. Pierre to do the same thing. Like, Hey, George St. Pierre. And then you, well, why, why is that significant? Well, for those of you London on a rock, uh, George St. Pierre has long been considered one of the most freak, freakishly athletic people that's ever existed on the planet and probably one of the most freakishly athletic people that's ever come out of Canada. And she's constantly calling out George. Now George is 40 now, but still all the same. Like if you're going at the goat, right? If you're going at rush, you got to be off your rocker a little bit. And she works incredibly hard all the time. Like, like you just wake up, you know, all right, I got to warm up. I'm just going to knock out 300 push-ups. Just knock out 300 push-ups. Like if you see her, she's got like Dustin Poirier wide back. Like she's like first team all wide back. Like she's, yeah, like she's not like, like just, you know, blood sport in the Kumite at the very end. that can't see it all the time, right? All the time. That's how she lives. Um, you know, and she can sing. She's, I mean, what, what you doing with the stupid talent everywhere, man? I don't understand it. Like save some for the rest of us. All right. Haley Cowan, minus 125, all the money. Um, yeah. And she was once presented with an opportunity to sell her wrestling shoes for 10 grand and didn't do it, which I'm going to hold that one against her because I would have got that bag. You would have got that money. Remember that, Jake? She was like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't know if he was crazy. Look, UPS those things. Get your money. Get your money. Let the weird folks do what the weird folks do. You know what I mean? Let them. People are weird anyway, right? Like that dude will go out and buy wrestling shoes, sweat in them, and then just say they're yours anyway. Like you can't stop weird. Like weird is going to weird, right? Those dudes, they find a way. They're like fungus among us. They just grow even whether you want to get rid of them or not. Then They just show up. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> Nerulo Aliyev taking on Alvio Alves. Alves at 20 and 11. Aliyev at 8 and 0. Oh. And listen, I'm going to say the Dober effect is real. If Drew Dober beats you, you win your next fight. That's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. And we get Alvio Alves at plus 150? Come on, man. There was a long time before, before Dober hit him in his belly and made, his, made him have to boo-boo himself. Uh, people thought Alves was a legitimate person to watch out for. So give, give me a plus money. Now, realistically, under two and a half is where we want to live here. Again, Dale, why so juicy? Why are you hitting me with all this juice this week? Well, uh, I got reverse swept last week, but also, also, it's safe. It feels safe, right? And sometimes I need a blanket, okay? Minus 138 fight doesn't go to decision. Give me the full 15 minutes of violence against the guy that can possibly gas out or knock you out. That's what I like. All right. Next fight. We've got Joe Selecki taking on Carl Deaton the third. Deaton at 17 and 5. Selecki at 12 and 3. 
one particular almond milk drinker out there believes. Wait, Jake, switch me. Give me to give me Deaton and Selecki. You don't have Deaton and Selecki. Okay, that's all right. I'll I'll read it off. No big deal. Uh, let's see here. Selecki's at a minus five twenty. Deaton, it's a plus four ten. Okay. Um. Anyway, like I said, one almond milk drinker out there believes that Deaton is the value play of the card. And this is largely due, in fact, to X, Y, and Z BS reason. Nobody cares. Um, I understand that Joe Selecki, in theory, hasn't beaten anybody, right? I, I get that the, the theory there is that Joe Selecki has not beaten anybody. I understand that to an extent, okay? Um, Alex De Silva majority decision win okay the win over jim miller his most quality win that he possibly has but a win over austin hubbard and matt wyman if those aren't tickling your fancy um i understand you know i completely get it now you got our boy carl deaton um you know his win before last took justin james to decision if you can't if you can't get the Guitar Hero out of there, if you can't get Guitar Hero out of there, I have a hard time backing you against anybody. And to be honest with you, I'll eat crow, right? I'll, I'll, I will insert my foot into my mouth if I'm wrong here. But this is where these milk toast, new to the game, don't understand how you weigh these certain things. People don't get, if you can't, knock out Justin James, you sh probably aren't going to knock out Joe Selecki. And if you're not going to knock out Joe Selecki, he's going to take you down. He's going to tap you out. Thus saith. I, I just, I don't know what else to tell you, man. That's what it's going to be. Um, now, weird stuff has happened. 2023 hasn't been as weird as 2022 yet, but it's been pretty weird, bro. But we'll see. Uh, I I just will not. I won't back. I won't back Deaton over Joe Selecki. On paper, on paper, Joe Selecki should win this fight running away. He should win it running away. He should tap him with relative ease. Um, that being, does anybody I know speak? You know, what is Anish Anish Nabi? What like what Carl Deaton's? Nickname Anishnabi. What does that mean? Anybody, anybody know what that means? Some all you know nicknames. I weigh nicknames here. I, I you know I I will I will give you depending on how good your nickname is anywhere between a seven to thirteen percent chance greater buffer of winning the fight uh, depending on your nickname. Like if you come at me Mongolian murderer, thirteen percent implied probability of winning. Like right off the top, right. But then if you come at me with Beaston 25-8, negative 7. Right? Insert womp womp sound. You know? Boom, 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 boom. A little Price is Right. Dude, I haven't watched an episode of Price is Right since Bob Barker left. I know Drew Carey's there and he's living his best life. And I know he's, you know, Semper Fi Crayon Eater, just like you, Jake. But I have not watched an episode of The Price is Right since 
since Bob Barker left, is the prices right woke? Like, do they have like do they have prices right dudes now? Do they have prices right dudes? Like, oh, let's go over to Brian over at the Plinko board and see how <laughs> you can get a new washer dryer set from LG. And it's just some it's Brian standing there, you know, and he's just like some middle management looking dude in a polo shirt. Body inclusivity. Um yeah, Bob Barker talking about getting dogs spayed neuters with top tier con. Absolutely. Of course, dude. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Come on, man. Absolutely. That that's here's the thing, right? Is I struggle with a sign-off, right? And I think anybody that ever got into the space struggles with a sign-off or a catchphrase. Uh, I I for the longest time I always just say be good to each other. Um, which is very okay. Here's the thing. I'll just say this real quick. So I'll watch a couple of YouTube channels, right? I'm a big YouTube guy. Uh, I'll watch a couple of YouTube channels. There's one that's uh, all things BBQ, you know, because I, 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 I like watching people cook. Uh, Chef Tom over at All Things BBQ. He says at the end of his videos, let's be good to each other. And I can't help but wonder whether or not Chef Tom watches this show. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's too close. It's too close, Chef Tom. It's too close. Everybody's got to sign off. All of a sudden, you want to be the beacon of light. You want to be the person that tells people to be good to each other. Why? 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 Like That's like if I said, if I started saying because of this, like don't forget to microchip your dogs in case they get lost, right? People are going to go, it's pretty damn close to don't forget to spay and neuter your pets, man. You've been watching a little Prices, right? It's it's. It's in the same vein. It's close. Just hear me out. It's close, right? It's just, it's close. So Chef Tom, if you listen, bro, I see you. I appreciate your recipe for Texas Twinkies. I made those things for uh, New Year's and they were slapping. They were so good. All right, a couple more fights. Oh boy. Drew Dober got me on that red wine, bro. I'm on that wine. Tough tastes like balsamic vinegar. It's, it's misery. <laughs> I love beer so much. Wine is so tough. I feel so much better drinking wine than I did drinking beer, though. It's if you struggle with like inflammation and generally feeling like crap and bloatedness, switch over to wine, man. It's uh, and ultimately you should just cut out alcohol altogether. But um, we're getting there. Okay, baby steps. Stop telling me how to live my life, Jake. Damn it. All right, Ode Osborne taking on Charles Johnson. Johnson at 13-3, Ode at 11-5. Charles Johnson getting a lot of love at the minus 150 spot, Ode at the plus 130. Ode's got a high-quality pat like podcast with a bunch of guests. My man's, to be honest with you, he was fringe to begin with, and he's doing other stuff now that's moderately successful. Charles Johnson, he wants to stay active, plus guys with bad haircuts fight better. Um and again, plus 13% buffer on good nicknames. Inner G. Inner G, not energy. Inner G. I N N E R G. Inner G, Charles Johnson. Don't switch the letters around or you'll get in trouble. I love Charles Johnson in the spot. I think he beats O'Day Osborne. I think he beats him handedly. I really do. Um, I, I he's been more active. He's got a better skill set. He's got he's time tested and proven against opponents. And the only like real step up in comp competition 
that Ode's had has resulted in a knockout loss. So I think Charles Johnson, and it's a it's a runaway spot here. Runaway spot. So um minus 150 as well. I feel like this spot, the way I feel about Augusto Sakai. I, Augusto Sakai and Charles Johnson are my very really, really like these play spots. Um, Jordan Levitt taking on Victor Martinez. Martinez at 13 and 4. Jordan Levitt at 10 and 2. Talking about twerking. If you're a grown man on TikTok or you twerk, I will not bet you. Uh, Victor Martinez minus 120. No analytics needed. I think Jordan Levitt is better than his skill set would imply. Uh, but Victor Martinez, please. So. All right. And we've got Gabriela Fernandez taking on Jasmine Jasudavidish. Jasudavishius. Jasudavidish. Man, I can't with that one. Jasudavishius. Jasudavishius. Whatever, man. Uh, give me women's underdog money. Jasmine's been very active and she's been good. Um, I like it. Plus two. Uh, plus 110. Give me, give me, give me. Eric Gonzalez taking on Trevor Peak. Peak at seven and zero. Eric Gonzalez at fourteen and seven. You getting your boy Trevor Peak here? We peak them odds minus two hundred. Taking on Eric Gonzalez plus one seventy. Uh, Peak's a good spot here. Now you have to worry about the Dana White Contender Series fade, but um, I think he's better than the seven and zero record implies. Maybe we get some lucky. We get a little lucky on that. Um, that Dana White contender series fade because again, we have to contend with the fade for Haley as well because that was her last win was on contender series. So, uh, we'll take Trevor Peak. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and say the contender series folks are going to adapt and overcome, right? So, all right, money line from top to bottom leans, not plays. Johnson, Cowan, Alves, Selecki. Johnson again, Martinez, Jasudavicius, Peak, Malat. I mean Suarez, but I'm, we're going to take MD. We're going to take Montana just because of the price. Uh, Sakai, Muniz, and Krylov. Oh, maybe Ryan Span. Oh gosh, I don't know. All right, let's go Krylov, and then maybe I'll change it. I don't know. I know it's under two and a half, but I'm just saying money line lean for the sake of those that that track it. Krelov, I suppose. Oh, maybe span. No, Krelov. Okay, that's it. All right. Um, we're going to end the show. We're right at an hour. Um, that's it. I said something. I, I was um, talking to Patrick over at Addicted to Combat earlier today. I'm going to end the show with this. Let me sit back in my chair for a second. Ouch. Just hit my knee. That, that hurt. Um, I was talking to Patrick over at Addicted to Combat today. And I was telling him why I was one of the reasons why I wanted to give up the internet for Lent. And um, time is this weird thing, right? If you don't want, to, if you're not an MMA content person here, you can go ahead and you can close this out because we're we're done talking about MMA. Um, time's a weird thing, right? So, I mean, from a from a from a scientific standpoint. They would argue that all the time, all the time that has ever been, and all the time that ever will be, currently exists right now, and that we're moving through it like it's a it's a it's a plane that we pass through. And where this comes from is 
you know, they talk about the big bang, but, but what it is is more, you know, in theory, again, not what I believe, but in the theory is, is not so much of a, of a big bang as it is a, a the, what they call the rapid expansion of a singularity. So they talk about the, the speed in which the universe is expanding and how fast the universe expands is faster than we measure time. So it's, moving faster than the time that we measure will allow for. So we have to just sort of create what this is and how we're choosing to measure it. But basically with the, the rapid expansion of the singularity so large and so fast that the creation of time and time that is and time that will be all exist within this same sort of moment because it's moving so fast, right? And again, fast becomes irrelevant because we, we can't measure this accurately but it's what what was what is and what will be all happening at the same time so like you now in this moment exist but you 10 years ago still exists in the sense of the plane in which time moves um and i, I was telling patrick over at addicted to combat that great youtube channel um that we're where I'm struggling is, is I feel like one of the things that's been weighing on me lately is I feel like that time, the stream that I've entered in that, in, in my plane, right. Is accelerating. Um, when you first got your driver's license and the first time you drove your car fast, there's a brief moment in time where, you know, the brakes will work to help slow you down but you're afraid that if you hit the brakes, it's you're gonna you're somehow going to lose control of the car, right? Like you, you don't know if you can feather into the slowdown. And it seems like the last two years, we've just been accelerating so fast on the plane that I'm not sure how to slow it down at all. And I've done various things like cutting out news, and I've I've told you guys before that don't underestimate the power of blocking and unsubscribing and removing things that affect your mental in any way, shape, or form, there's nothing wrong with just unplugging from it. It feels like time has sort of sped up, but we also seem to be existing in this purgatory of like being on the precipice of cataclysm where like every news cycle is something new that's coming up that's saying, this could be the end of the thing. The stock market's going to crash. World War III is going to start. Nuclear this, you know, disease this, pandemic that. It's all like, we're so like, it's like, it's almost like, I have like fatigue from being fearful. It's like fear fatigue. Like it's just like death and destruction fatigue. It's so, it's so crazy. Um, and then like, I see like, you know, producer Jake and I exchange videos that we see, you know, these guys fighting in Ukraine and all this stuff like that. And it looks like they're just like, they're in a burnt hellscape. Um, and I'm currently reading Ernst Younger's storm of steel. Uh, if you guys have not read that, um, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's Ernst Younger fought for Germany in world war one. Um, and then went basically like his diary of his experience in the war, but it's like set. He writes with, with, with poetry at his fingertips. It's, it's beautiful um, in the, in a way that destruction can be and read these things. And it's just, it's this, um, it's this 
unending feeling like the things are are speeding up and any attempt to slow it down might cause it to crash because there's there's comfort in the slipstream but this the, the stream continues to get faster and faster and faster like a bullet train um with no brakes on it and i'm i'm having a hard time navigating time currently as it as it i see fit um like like case in point the chair behind me here right this i've had this chair for a while now but this chair is my great grandfather's um and he sat in that chair and i sit i can sit in that chair and it's like i sit where he sat and if time exists the way that they say it existed he is both sitting in that chair and i am sitting in that chair at the same plane of existence right like if 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 the rapid expansion of the singularity theory is true him and i are both sitting in the same chair and i i think about that and it's I can't wrap my head around it. I can't wrap my head around it. Um, so I'm giving up the internet for Lent. Uh, UFC 285 will be the last show that I do on the channel before UFC 286. I'll be back with Patrick from Addicted to Combat. Great YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, and we'll be back. I'll be back for that one. And then I'll be back after back after Easter. So um just gonna try to slow it down we're gonna pump the brakes and see if we can't slow it down a little bit right gonna read gonna do some stuff chill for a bit um matt t says so many farts have marinated in that wood oh man dude <sighs> look my great grandpap cornell no no response from soup by the way boston bets um um, my great grandpa Cornell Cornell owned a like rock yard and quarry in Western Pennsylvania. First person I've ever seen go to all you can eat shrimp at Red Lobster. We took them and they cut them off. In my mind, as a kid. Because when he was alive, I think he died when I was like 11. Um, but in my mind as a kid, when we went to Red Lobster with him, I want to say he ate over 100 shrimp and they cut him off. Now, I don't know if that's an egregious number. I mean, I know some of you guys are some big boys with some healthy appetites. But like, I remember this guy having lunch boxes for hands, right? And he would eat peaches like in halves. So it'd be like, half of a peach roll it over half of a peach um and he used to sit and rock in that chair in his house man and yeah i i will i will i will attest there has been some uh there's some there's been some rattlers cut loose on that chair no doubt no doubt because uh that man had a minimum you know what i mean like had had a in him I actually had I known we were to talk about him this much, I'd, I have I have one of his rings. So, um, I I've, I've told you this guy. I've told you this before, but um, he was a uh, or not. I didn't tell you about him, but like you, you guys know that I'm a I'm a Freemason, and my he was as well, and I became one because he was one. Um, so yeah, seafood rattlers. Yes, absolutely. There's absolute seafood rattlers. He also. 
he would also put in a wing and pull out a bone. And I know like, oh, it's like cartoon style. But bro, when I tell you that guy would get in there like and get all that gristle and stuff off the wings, dude, he was he was a trip. Absolute trip. Good guy. Real good guy. Um, he used to uh he always had cows because he had a little bit of land. He had cows and uh he would, you know, I'd go out there and hang out with him and he'd he'd always he always just called them cows, right? Um, always call them cow. And I'm like, you know, Pap, why don't you name your cow? Like, why, why, why do you call him cow? Why, cow's not a name for a cow. And uh, he goes, he goes, I like him. He's, he's like, I like him. Naming him would just make it too hard to, to eat him. And he's like, I'm going to eat him. And he'd always, uh, he would, he would always, you know, get him butchered or whatever, but he always had cow. So anytime you go out there, he always just had, he always had a cow or multiple cows. And he always just called him cow. So is that the same cow as before? No, it's a different cow. Last one we had for dinner. <laughs> you know, he just, he's, a good, he's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. Um, you know, so good people. Good people. Tell you about uh, the last thing I'll say about him and then I'll, I'll cut it loose. To give you give you an idea of the character of of this guy. And on top of on top of being a character, but just having character as a whole. Um, so my my mom and my dad split, right? My mom and my dad split Mike and this guy I'm telling you about my great grandpa, uh, my pap Cornell, he had a big piece of land and he had houses on it. Right. And he rented some of them out almost like, you know, not always trailers, but he had houses on them and he rented them and all that kind of stuff. And my, this is after my mom and my dad had already split. So my mom is obviously his granddaughter. My, my grandpa. So my dad's dad, um, if you're following this, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia and, um, lost his house. And my great grandpa, Pap Cornell took my grandpa in and put him in a house, um, and let him stay there until he died and didn't charge him rent or didn't just let him stay there. Um, and you know, for all intents and purposes, let him live out his days there and take care of him. And then when I would, when I go visit, I had my great grandpa, my aunts, and my uh, my grandpa all in one spot, and I could just walk around like through the neighborhood. And it was all my people, so um, good guy, good guy. Can't wait to see him again. Can't wait to see all of them again. All right, that's it for me. I love you guys. Be good to each other, and uh, God bless you. And I'll see you for two eighty five. See you.